On August 9th, 1993, a group of kayakers were on an expedition, enjoying a nice summer's day on the lake, when they glimpsed something pacing them in the woods by the shore. They paddled to get a closer look, and that's when they noticed 17-year-old Valentina Udachenko standing there all alone. They called out to her, but she didn't reply. They asked if she needed help, and she just stood there, frozen. As the kayakers got closer, they noticed that she was covered in blood. Now, Valentina Udachenko had left on a hiking expedition seven days earlier with six other people. And at this point, she had been missing for two days. The whereabouts of her six compatriots, unknown. This case file joined the boys as they head back into the mountain ranges with the Kamar Daban incident. to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 227, The Kamar Deban Incident. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. And I'm Andrew. Oh, you fuck. I had a great idea for this case file and I forgot to mention it. What? We should have fucking added Dan's picture <laughs> and just had it up and just waited for people to clue in if he was a part of the show or not. <laughs> You know, you know what though? You know what I could have done? I could have, I could have got Dan to just film himself unimpressed for like two minutes and then just looped it. Yeah, that's exactly so he moved what a little bit. A little bit of a wobble. Yeah, just nothing. Um, yeah. Yes, Dan is getting getting settled in Thailand. I believe last time we talked talked to him, he had some interviews lined up. He was getting a place. I haven't talked to him since though. So, that correct? He might be. I think he might. What's it? So it's Monday. So he might actually be at an interview right, right now. now. We should Good call luck, him. Dan. Call him mid interview. I'll be honest with you though, um, you know who, even if he was available, I don't know if he'd want to be a part of this one. No, <laughs> this is some gore. There's some, this one, uh, good thing you reminded me about that because, uh, tr what is it? Trigger warning? Is that what you tell people? Sure. Sure. Trigger warning? Um, this, this one's this fucking PG-13 for sure, boys. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. PG-13. There's going to be some, you know, little blood, little gore, you know. Little description, descriptive. Uh, some reenactments. Some gargles. Gargles, yeah. Simulated um, blood. Lots of... So, yeah, if you don't like that stuff, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, just bear with it and just yeah. live with Ear it muffs. for the rest, rest rest of your life. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Yeah, we'll say that every time before. We <laughs> I'm going to earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. Okay. Earmuffs. <laughs> no, it's going to come tumbling out. This one is a very... Very interesting case because one, it's not well known. It's not very well known. And the thing that the case that it's most similar to is one of probably everyone's favorite mysteries, and that's Dyatlov Pass. It's got some crazy parallels to Yuba County, too. Yep. Yes, yes, it does. And um, the interesting thing with this one is, unlike, you know, both of those, this is fucking in our lifetimes, this happened. 1993. 93. We're just wee gaffers back then, but... But still, fucking... When they were showing the pictures of of the people that were involved in this and stuff, 
And like, I'm like, why are these pictures in black and white? This is 1993. Like I've never felt so old. I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this? They made it look like it's from like 1942. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, I Soviet think Union. I like, I, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing, right? It was after. the Soviet Union. They had the iron curtain and stuff. So it's like, you know, they didn't have access to all of this, like what we had in the West. They didn't have co- so like, color digital cameras yet. Yeah, when you look at these pictures, you're like, "Are we sure this isn't 1963?" <laughs> That's exactly what like, I thought. Did, they, when I was did at someone? It. Did the Russian translation like flip? Was it a flipped six or something that we it was lost in translation? So you're telling me they're taking black and whites while we're watching The Lion King in the movie theaters? <laughs> That's what it <laughs> seems like. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> poor guys. Yeah, I got some of those pictures too. I'll, I'll prep them for when we need. Uh, actually, maybe I'll throw one up here. Where is it? No, that, that's not one. That's not one. Oh, oh, oh. There he is. Oh, nice black and white. That's, that's a picture from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's literally the worst camera you've ever seen in your life, taking the picture. But the camera might suck, but the case is fucking wild, so. Oh, fuck yeah. Buckle up. It was August 9th, 1993. A group of uh, tourists that were kayaking through the region. I believe they're from Ukraine, actually. They're from Kiev. Uh, the translation for um, kayaker in like a lot of the Russian web pages is water tourists. <laughs> Restart. August 9th, a group of water tourists were on an expedition through the rivers of the region when they glimpsed something seemingly to move in the woods as they approached. Now pacing them. Kind of like, yeah, pacing them on the side. As they kind of approached, it looked like a young girl, alone. You know, maybe hard to tell, but teenager of some some age. When they call out to her, asking if she needed help, there was no reply. It seemed like her jacket was drenched in blood. And whatever she had seen in the mountain, whatever she had witnessed or been a part of, which drove her to that river, seemed to have petrified her with fear. Frozen. She couldn't speak. Scared silence. Scared silent. Like in just utter shock. That girl's name was Valentina Udachenko. And upon finding her, the water tourist proceeded to take her to authorities where she would give her account of what happened. It turns out that she was not alone on this expedition, yet she was the only one to make it out alive. Like, first off, thinking about this one, like, when I read this about the kayakers, I was like, like, first off, like, going, kayaking is awesome. But if you started to think something was pacing you in the woods, like, you'd be like, uh. Uh, instantly. And then when it's like a teenage girl, a 17-year-old girl comes out of the woods covered in blood. Like, dude, that is, that's a horror movie. That's not real life. That stuff doesn't happen. And these poor kayakers are like, <laughs> like I don't even know how. I don't even think I would have approached the beach. The to fuck, be I would have been like paddle faster in Ukraine. Just yeah, be like, just turn around. I'd have been, yeah, you okay? Just, yeah, okay, bye. Have fun. Yeah. See ya. Like, who is that? Let's paddle the hell out of here. Um, because you know, this is. I don't know. I don't remember. I think they were on the river. I think they were on the river. But this, um, this story takes place kind of around, um. Marino, Marino. It's on the south side of Lake Bacall. Baikal. Baikal. No Lake Baikal. Lake Baikal. Baikal Lake, 
which um, <clears throat> interesting, interesting little tidbit is the deepest lake in the world. No way. No way. By a stunning degree. They don't even fuck Look that, that, boys. Okanagan Lake's way deeper than that. They probably don't even have an Okapogo either. Well, Okapogo or Okanagan Lake's not on the map or on the graph yet because they haven't found the bottom. There you go. Yeah, it's still they're still going. They're still digging. Uh, but if if you look at the difference here, it's um it's absolutely insane. It, it's it's um, a massive lake. It's got more surface area on that lake than all the Great Lakes combined in Canada, US. And the thing about this uh the thing about this lake is it it's home to two th- like over 2000 unique species that on earth that only live, you know, in this lake. They have freshwater seals and stuff and various other stuff that are only found around this area. Um and the town where this kind of happens is Marino and this is uh this is I kind of think it's like Russia Banff, right? It's a place, it's an outdoor Mecca. Um, there's Marino and Verdrino, which is, I think, just a f- little bit to the west of it, where it's like the, it's the hub of the outdoors for this area, um, for the, like, uh, the Baikal mountain ranges and the Kamar de Bayon mountain ranges. There is uh, just, you can find trails. Um, there's trail websites for Russia, and there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trails um, in and through this area, uh, of different degrees of difficulties, um, everywhere. Like it's just, it's a, out, it is an outdoor. Mecca. Yeah, especially in the middle of summer, like early August, like peak season, tourists from everywhere. So, yeah, it's this area is um, especially in the, up in the mountain range is will be covered in snow from September to June. So, you know, usually in you know June into June, July, August. It's pretty clear weather, and it's not unheard of for, to get a little snow, you know, as you do sometimes in mountain ranges. But it usually doesn't stick in those summer months, and that's again when most people flock to this area to enjoy the outdoors. But it's such a big region too. Like if you ever been to Banff, there any of those big parks? Even though there seems to be thousands of people there, you can easily get into p- parts where like you feel like you're the only person. Like that's why all the people go missing in these fucking parks. Buddy system, talk about it all the time. But, you know, sometimes even a buddy system, even if you got six buddies, it does, you know, there's no guarantees. And that's kind of how this case still goes. might end up losing your tongue and your eyeballs. Okay, so what, why are we talking about this case? We've talked about it. It's kind of like Dyatlov Pass, like a group of people on an expedition. So in the summer of 1993, Ludmila had planned a hike with six of her students Ooh. to... The, Just, sorry, Andrew, to interject, but Luda, Ludmilla Luda. will be referred to as... Luda from now on. Which that's what her friends was, called Oddly her. enough, that was her nickname. Yeah. It's a great name. So she had it Luda. before Ludacris. Yeah. So anyway, so we got Lumita here. Uh, she was taking six of her students to the Kamar Deban mountain range. Now, Ludmita, who was a 40-year-old, experienced hiking instructor and survivalist labeled as a master by her peers and students. So this lady's a fucking Jedi of we hiking, got, right? We got fucking, uh, what's the guy's name? Grills? Yeah. The Russians got Ludmita, Luda. Yeah, we got Gri- we got grills and Survivor Man, and they got Ludmita. Oh, dude, this yeah. chick she, this guy, chick's got like knee high socks. She's got fucking fanny packs. She's got cliff bars. Like she's yeah, got she's got spools. like just above the knee khaki shorts. <laughs> yeah, like she means business. She's man. ready to roll. <laughs> so, but like that's, it's not only that. Like she, you know, she would do these hikes. You know, sometimes twice a year at different mountain ranges. Like she was very experienced at. 
um, guiding tours, taking students, doing the really long distance survival trek. She's done two weeks out at a time on hikes. What you're saying is she's a master. Um, Master track. She's a master, master track. So much so that her she had a daughter uh, who was following in her footsteps and was now doing the same thing at 16 years old at this time. Yeah. So like, who was also considered to be a master at 16. So they've she's got this group of students who have actually already been preparing for this big trip. So they've been practicing. They've been going out hiking and like preparing for this trip. Um she had one of the students, one of the six she was extremely close to, was a 23-year-old. His, his nickname was Sasha, um, Alexander Christian. Um, he was basically like her fucking second child. Yeah, they said she mother-son relationship, like it was, they, they were oh. very close. The one thing I wasn't, I was a little confused about when I was looking at um, the students, and I'm guessing that because a lot of this information comes from, you know, Russia, and Ukraine, and it's translated, and some stuff's lost in translation. Part of me wondered if these were st students not of, because I at first thought of like students, like from school. But the weird thing is, I'm like, those age groups don't line up for like a high school or anything. You know, you know what I mean? Some are too old. So then I kind of wondered if it was students of hiking. That's um, what makes and sense outdoors because it's the it's the summer months, right? So they weren't. It wasn't like they were school students or high school students because a lot of people were like, "This is bullshit." How how could they all go to school together? And I'm like, "Well, they probably didn't. It was probably some sort of, you know, um, like being taught outdoor survival, uh, hiking. Like there were students of they're hers taking her and class, her, yeah. And what her class was as master. Yeah, hiking. she's she's got the name. People probably seek her out to be like. To train them. Luda. Luda. Apparently people like from different countries would seek her out and book like to excursions with her and stuff is what I was yeah, reading. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, other than Sasha, they've got 24-year-old uh, Tatiana Filipenko, 19-year-old Dennis Savachin, 17-year-old uh, Valentina Uchenko, who Ooh, we're going to talk about Uchenko. a little bit more. And then we got the youngest, 16-year-old yeah. Victoria Zelsov. Zelsova. Um, Zelsova. I thought we had two. What about, uh, didn't we, wasn't oh, there one more 15 year old? Uh, Timur. 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 Babu. Timur Babanov. Timur Babanov. He's half Canadian. Yeah. On August 2nd, 1993, the group old of Timur. Timur there, bro. <laughs> Timurs, eh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's who they named the franchise after, isn't it? Uh, it might might yeah. be part of the story. Hmm. So on August 2nd, 1993, the group of seven arrived at the mountain range in the town of Marino, excited for their journey into the mountains. The weather forecast promised them clear, sunny skies. Duda and her students were on, or one of three hiking groups in the area, one of which was being led by Luda's daughter, Natalie, which Braden kind of mentioned. Uh, their two groups had plans to meet up on August 5th when their hiking routes would cross paths. Now, I, I kind of did some deeper reading into this and Luda was taking her group on a little bit more of a advanced uh, trail that kind of cut up and would kind of backtrack and it would cross paths with Natalie's, uh, Natalia, Natalie, Natalia? Natalia. Natalia, whose path was like, she was doing a little bit easier of a, of a, a hike, but they were doing different ones, but a, a certain day, they crossed paths. So it wasn't like what they were on the yeah, same trail or anything like they were on. Yeah. So the first of two, uh, the first two days of the hike went better than expected. The group made extremely good time. Um, they made it up a fucking very Russian sounding peak. 
uh, <laughs> pushing themselves hard. And uh, it's in, in it, like the translation to, uh, is it, it's, it's, is it that like, uh, re, it's repeater peak? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It like sounds like it's English re, translation. Re, translator peak. Yeah. So that the, the, when you translate it from, um, Russian to English, the English translation is repeater peak. And that's because, um, Bacall Lake is one of the most scientifically studied lakes in the world. And at one point in time, they almost had peak-to-peak relays, uh, repeaters, all across uh, and around um, Bacala Bacala Lake. Um, So it wasn't, you know, weird to see that on most of the summits or near summits to have some sort of repeater and some sort of either old scientific outpost building or derelict building you know, nearby where the, where research was done at some point in time. Right, and it's like, there's actually three peaks. So there's the Kumar, Daban, Hanala. There's the Golets, Yaglani, and the Trichrins. The three, there's like three peaks. In it, three peaks around the lake and there's like valleys in between. Cool. So it's yeah. like a super, like, it's a fucking awesome looking place. That's a picture of the group at one of the repeaters. Repeater Peak. Uh, and that was shot with a 1943 camera. <laughs> The first ever camera made. Uh, that was actually, you know what that was done? That was one of those stone cameras with a little fucking woodpecker on the inside of it, like in the Flintstones. And <laughs> they just etched it into fucking stones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so anyways, everything's going well, right? They're making good time. They get to their peak, their repeater peak, and then they start making their 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 descent, basically. Um, and not and not going turning back a descent off the other side to yeah, basically to meet go Natalia, to right? Natalia. Like, so everything's going as planned. They're making great time. However, around August fourth, the weather started to kind of turn on them, right? So as you know, when they planned this trip, they knew the weather forecast and they planned it. It's them. It's in August. It's early August, right? Which you know, even though they are in the mountains, it's still actually like the it's, lowest it's supposed to get is what like eleven. It probably does freeze from in the historic record but yeah usually like six or ten at night and like you know 15 or 20 in the day it's summer it well and it's not a desert climate either right it's not going to get freezing at night so anyway it it is a high mountain pass like it is 2310 meters above sea level dude zell's higher than that right now (laughs) all right you're not wrong you know but any any kind of area that's like this is prone to you know quick weather changes yeah freak weather but it is some. It is middle of summer, so yeah. if you're planning a trip, you're, this is like this is prime time. Like this is the best it's going to get weather wise. So let's say it does cool down a little bit. What was what was odd though when we talk about this this random weather shift is it started like it, basically a fucking rainstorm took place and what they describe as a, a Mongolian cyclone. Mongolian Which, cyclone. Fucking sounds terrifying. Why Mongolian? Right. I don't know because it's scary. Just like because. Just the name they have from history. We're going to name it, a devastating it force. It's it's oh. no it's and, a nomadic cyclone. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, know the thing. The one of the weird things to me is like because at this point in the story, when I was reading this stuff, in my head, I was you know I was thinking in my head, I was thinking it's it's you know it's Frodo <laughs> in there, right. We we should have taken the low road. You, there's a whisper on the wind, yeah. right? Like stuff stuffs like crashing against the mountainside. The giants they're throwing stones. Like it's large rolling hills. Like if you look at this, this is the actual view from Repeater Peak that looks going like, south. Like that looks like the Shire, man. 
Yeah, like it looks like the Shire. Like they're not even in the shit well, yet. They're not. They're nowhere near the Misty Mountains, baby. No, but right. yeah. So they're in. So say they are. They've climbed the peak. So they've been going for days here. It's good. It's good. And then the weather turns on them. So yeah, if you're climbing peaks at like twenty three hundred meters, you're kind of in the Alpine. So there's not many trees, but down the hill, there is a forest. Like it, it uh, is a forest. You know, like as you descend, but yeah. So the weather, the weather picks up the Mongolian cyclone. What happens next? So at this point, the the hikers' supplies and themselves are just completely fucking soaked, right? Because it's piss and rain. Drenched. They got all this added weight. Um, and since the hikers at this point in time are exhausted, Luda decided to camp out hastily in an exposed location, despite there being tree cover not far away. And I think we should kind of talk about that a little bit. So they were, um, from reports, um, at their camp location, where they set up their camp, they were four kilometers from the edge of the forest, yeah. right? So four kilometers, it's not far. Um, you know, in the in night using maps and stuff, you know, maybe you're not sure if the weather's turning bad. You're like, ah, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. However, the interesting thing for me is that 30 minutes back in the opposite direction was a research hut that people sign. Yeah, it looks terrible. People go in though. there and sign. I do not blame them for not wanting to go in there. That's fucking, that's terrifying. When you say 30 minutes, is that back up the hill then? Is that like a peak station? Yes, 30 minutes back up by the repeater. Right. Was so uphill. this uphill. Is this, so the, it's a, it's a covered, it's a covered. It's a shelter. Building. Yeah, it's a, it's a shelter. Yeah, it's a shelter for, yeah, the, the fast weather changes of the mountain. But also four kilometers. Yeah, it's not that far. At first, when I read that, I was like, well, four kilometers in the woods can actually be an insane trek. But yeah. and when you look at that, you're like, it's a grass hill. Like, you should be able to march down that pretty easy. You got gravity on your side, baby, just one foot in front of the other. So they've chosen, instead of going into a shelter, they go into this big open area that's completely exposed to the elements. They can't build a fire. Right. And it's, it was kind of confusing at first because you have this fucking, you know, master track or master fucking. What you, master, what tracker. master tracker, master tracker. Let's just call it master tracker. tracker. Right, basically, like leading this crew. She's in charge of everybody and putting them in what seems to be like the worst possible fucking location. And I was like it, racking my brain, and then I thought, like maybe, maybe she's this is purposeful. Like maybe she's trying to like make a point out of roughing it. Like this is what you might run into at some point, right? And we might, you might have to deal with these elements and you might have to make the best of it. Is That's the only thing I could think of. That's a really good point. I never thought of that because when you look at the terrain, when you look at the pictures of the area, again, the one thing that's striking is it doesn't seem that difficult to terrain. When you're looking, you're like, that's surprisingly undifficult. And again, I thought the same thing. I, I was like, listen, I am not a master tracker. I am nowhere near the levels of Luda and Rick Dwyer. Uh, but... The thing is, is that, you know, I know, and especially if you're camping, like any kind of survival skills is like, and you have to, you're, you're stuck and you have to make shelter or you have to, you want to find somewhere to break the wind. You want a windbreak. You want to, you want to be out of the elements a little bit, right? You're, you're looking for tree cover. You're looking for big rocks to, you know, so you can, you know, put stuff like just to break, to break the elements basically. Well, or right? so, yeah. So either for training purposes or they are in the middle of the Mongolian hurricane, the wind and rain and probably at nighttime there's some accounts that say snow 
So and now we don't. I bet it was. I bet it was sleeting. Definitely. Like that wouldn't surprise me if it was, especially if it's like local. Like think about um, think about like the the connector, right? When those low clouds blow in, it's also like sleeting rain. Like it'd be hard to see, hard to navigate. Yeah. So hard to navigate, maybe, or because we don't really know, and we're going to get to it, but we don't know the condition of the hikers at the time, really. Well, but we kind of like if let's say if we're going to take the source material, right? If we're where we're getting the source material from, and if we're trusting it at this point in time, everything's fucking hunky dory. Everything's yeah. going great, except for the storm. Um, well, other than the, the storm, storm and then being soaking wet, but other than that, everything's good. Nobody's injured, right? Everybody's well and, fed, right? And, and like they, it, it says eat in her in her report, it says like even though they've been unable to build a fire, they're still in good spirits. Like they remain in good spirits. Yeah. And they ate like re from reports, they ate dinner and they ate breakfast before well, departing. Yeah. The, so the, the report is just, so it's from, it's from our girl, right? Vela. Valentina. Yeah. Valentina. Valentina. The only account of this thing, and she only gave it once is what we're going through right now. So like she gives the account of her, of the trips. So that's pretty much what we're going off of. But yeah, she seems, it seems like everything Except for the weather, the unpredicted weather is okay. So yeah, they're stuck. They decide to camp for whatever reason in a wide open mountain slope when they could have trekked. You would you would think they could have trekked the 4K down or the half an hour back up to the shelter. Absolutely. Like unless somebody was injured, something like that, but we have no mention of that. No mention. Right? No. But so so like Braden said. You know, we know that they weren't able to build a fire, but in the morning they were successful. They had breakfast. Uh, and so they had their breakfast and then they headed out for the day. They planned to meet up with Natalia and expected to be able to do so given how quickly they had made their descent down the mountain previously, right? So later that day, Natalia and her group made it to the meeting spot. Yeah, they hang around for a while too. They wait, um, but... Natalia being also a master tracker, she goes, you know what? They might have hit inclement weather. It was bad last night. Uh, we're not waiting. The plan is to wait X amount of time and we're just going to push on our hike and we'll see them at the end. So they just can they just continue on the hike. Like nothing, there's no problems, right? Because that this was the part of the plan. Like if in case these things happen, you know, and and I'm sure they do uh, with master trackers, you just push on, right? It's nothing to be concerned of if you if you're a couple hours behind, but you don't want to delay your whole no. expedition, right? People are people paid for flights or you know car rides, and, you know, and have other plans to be there to make their scheduled times, right? So it's like you can't just well, especially because hold up everything. You're not going to hold up because this is as far as hiking goes, pretty accessible terrain, you know? Well, I thought this was like, this was considered a, a like a rank four. So now don't fucking be- I, I heard rank three. So rank three is intermediate hiking. Oh, okay. So I read rank four, which was like-, like There decent. are a couple- I'm sure there is um, some rank like four, a, but I think the whole area is because yeah, it's like it, such a national park, but- It's um the- the um There's a site called like Wikiloc where you can get trails and stuff in the area. And this particular one, because it's like, it's, you can kind of look at the hike they did, um, but it's like, it's not, it's not all, um, like it's not all on there. So it's like part of their hike is expert, but part of it's intermediate and part of it's beginner. 
Well, right? you got so like, like this is an accomplishment for these people. These are people they they trained for this, right? Like, well, it's, the, I, I can't imagine it being a fucking not. It's not easy. You know I mean? Yeah, just a little no. Like they the do. Fucking, they like the hard they, part the of the hike would be the too. would be the extended stay. That would be the hard part. Yeah, Carrying your food. True. Yeah. Oh, I think we. I think brain's frozen. <laughs> Can you screenshot? That looks amazing. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, Braden's frozen. So we're going to take a short break, grab a beer, okay. fix up these tech issues, right. and we'll be right back. All right, we got him back. We're back. Absolute technical difficulties. Uh, internet went down for some reason. I have no idea. It's never happened Ghosts. before. Hey, listen. Uh, you check the forecast? Mongolian cyclone? Could have happened. <laughs> Can we rule it out, uh, boys? The, the weather listen, is wild after our, on the island there. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad though. I've 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 been sitting here in my in my studio before uh, before recording sometimes, and there's just like, yeah, Mongolian fucking cyclone hurricane going on outside. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. I guess way she goes, but trees are coming she, down. It's the way so, of the island. You know. Way of the island. Yeah. Way of the road, bubs. Yep. All right. Where were we? So where where did I get cut the, off? The daughter didn't wait for the mom. The groups did not. Meet at the merge point. She left. Yeah. So now we kind of got it. So basically, they didn't meet at the meeting point. Daughter left, and now we take back to where Zell started. This girl, this young girl, was found by these kayakers, and now we get her story of what happened that morning after breakfast. Well, and and at this point too, people know now because when this when Valentina is found. They've now missed their che- their next check in as well, right? So it's like something's wrong. The other groups and people are like, "All right, something's, something's amiss. These something's guys are not coming to." They must have ran out of trail mix by now. Like, there's a problem. Yeah, yep. they've they've probably even eaten They're- all the raisins. Like, this is we're getting dire straits here. Um, the so the, like we said, they get her to the authorities and bring her down the mountain, and this girl is in just utter shock. And the wild thing is, is that police get her to give them an account one time. That's it. That's all the account. She's since like now, um, like now she's opened up about it um, in some interviews, but she doesn't. She, she doesn't, doesn't like talking about, about it publicly. She doesn't like talking about it. She doesn't talk about it publicly. Um, so everything we have to, to go on from what happened from the morning of, and she ends up by the lake is by the single account by the police and search and rescuers firsthand accounts. That's it. So this is straight from Valentina. So now we know that they had breakfast. So the group sets down, they set down from their little campsite where they had breakfast. And within minutes of leaving their spot, disaster strikes. Sasha, who was at the back of the group, began screaming, like fucking blood-curdling screaming. Okay? Everybody turned around to see him, and he had blood gushing from his fucking eyes and his ears. Yeah, every orifice, he's just bleeding and screaming. And then he falls to the ground and starts fucking convulsing and fucking foam frothing, just twitching down on the ground. Like, he 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 starts seeing, like... Seizing, and again, if if anyone's ever seen someone violently seize, like that's hard enough as it is to see someone having a seizure, and you put you put them in this spot 
with the blood and everything, it this is horrendous. This is worst case scenario. So he just I mean he just pops bleeding from your fucking eyes and your your ears. That's yeah, pretty much as he pops as it for it's for seemingly no reason. Well, and like this one, this one was really tough for me. Like, I don't want to get too much into fucking theories and shit like that yet, but like you know, I've I, I, a seizure, a tonic-clonic seizure, where it sounds like what he might be having with convulsing full body. Like I, we, I do, I deal with that. That's something that we see, I see on a regular basis. Yeah, it's hard to watch, but you, you've seen it. Throw in a little bit of fucking blood coming from the eyes and ears. Like I've seen blood coming from from ears. People with like severe fucking infections on their deathbed. Obviously trauma and stuff like that. Um, I've never seen anybody actually bleeding from their eyes that haven't had some sort of like trauma. Like you, you see like subconjunctival um, hemorrhaging, which usually is just like bloodshot eyes, but actually fucking blood coming from the eyes. Like I can't. That's horror movie shit. No, dude, that, yeah, that's like some stigmata or whatever. Like that's fucked up, man. I've never, like, I don't, I do, I might, I'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but like, this dude is bleeding from his eyes. And we got to remember too, this is Luda's fucking, you know, um, her adopted her, son, basically. Her, her son, yeah. Her. Like they, they, this is someone she cares a lot about and has, has known a long time, a lot of his life. Um, so she so th- like she instantly runs to him and starts cradling him as he's fucking convulsing on the ground. Oh and my like, God. She's hysterically fucking screaming now too. Like, could you imagine the scene? I d- well, no, oh. it's like, it would be, you know, like because it's like you have your your guide here who's supposed to be, you know, your your rock in these situations, and she has just come apart in a and you're like, you're 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 in a medical emergency. Like it, the weight of that would fall on you so quickly about how just hopeless you are in this moment because you are so far from help, so far. You're fucked, and you desperately need it right now. You're fucked. Basically fucked. So basically, so what happens is Luda basically tells him like, you guys need to start, like continue the descent. You need to find help. And I'm staying here with him, right? At this point in time, she's also like, she's a little bit irrational. You can't blame her, right? She's dealing with some serious trauma. So they head down the hill. And again, within fucking minutes, they hear her start screaming and they're like, okay, this is different. This doesn't sound like the same sorrow-filled screams that she's having before. So they beeline it back to the camp and the exact same fucking thing is happening to Luda. Like, right? like contagious. Like whatever happened to him. Yeah. She's bleeding from orifices. She's um, one of the things that was surprised a little different is that rather than seizing right away, she was pulling off her clothes. Like she was pulling her clothes off screaming as if they were, they were affecting her. Basically like strangling her. She was ripping them yeah. off. She couldn't get she them was off cl- fast enough. She was clutching her neck, pulling everything, kicking shoes off, like in a fit of like, we don't know what, but was just kicking and screaming and bleeding and foaming. Oh my God. So Tatiana was the first person uh, who got to Luda and she was the next to collapse, grabbing at her throat as though she couldn't breathe. She slowly crawled over to the nearby rock stared at it like she was fucking like almost like hypnotized by this rock and then out of nowhere started bashing her head up against this fucking rock like countless times just fucking bang 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 and then fucking collapsed 
Like in yeah, she seemed purposeful. She or like hit a, her head until she. Oh, absolutely purposeful. Yeah, headbutted a rock until she went limp. Because the whatever's happening to her drove her to just pummel her yeah. head into a rock. So now Victoria and Tamar both ran while Dennis hid behind a rock. Valia, Valentina, stood unable to move, having just watched three of her closest friends seemingly die within a f- only a few minutes. I couldn't even imagine because there would be this utter, this one, this utter like want from you to go and help, but then this also this realization so quickly that like, nope. why is this happening <laughs> Dude, to everyone? Like not, this is- Not even within minutes, you're sitting there being like, what the fuck is happening? People are just dropping. What the f- what the fuck? Like, could you imagine that? Like, this is fucking complete and utter fucking chaos. Like that—that's way too much to for, to even wrap your fucking head around. Yeah, you know, like that. Like that's fucking wild, man. I can't even. I I can't fathom that shit. So now we're so, down. What one, two, three? We're three, down three. We're down hikers. three already in, in a matter of minute. In a matter of minutes. So then we got Victoria and Tumor who both ran, and we got Dennis that's hiding. Tumor. Uh, Valia's fucking standing there in complete another fucking shock. So now both Victoria and Timur collapse while running and died in a similar fashion. So Frothing they, at the mouth. So they fr- blood. They freak fucking out. Clear, tearing at their throats, ripping off their clothes. Like fucking. It's basically yeah. like a. So it, three, it's like a. Three, four, five, just like that. Gone. So now there's only two left. Valentina and Dennis. They both ran to each other and hurried away from the site. Like shielding themselves from the site of their fucking, the, the, their friends' corpses, basically. Yeah, I, like, I, from like what I read and understand, it's like they're huddling each other, like running, like also like, you know, in fear and like, we need to go. Oh, so there's two get away, two out of seven. So we, two of them get away for now. But soon after that, Dennis collapses and starts convulsing as well. Let me well. guess, same way. Same way. Yeah, there was a, a one thing weird that happened with Dennis is that briefly Valentina tries to help him and he lashes out at her and bites her. Bites her hand, yeah. Bites her hand, like hard. Breaks skin um, and then proceeds to just be convulsing, pulling off clothes, um, you know, tearing at himself. Um, and Valentina just, you know, at this point, I, and understandably, she just runs. Like, it's fight or flight, and it's flight time, baby. Like Just whatever she has on her back. Yeah, like, you know, like, you've seen the, un, the amount of fear being in the middle of the woods you don't know. You've just lost all your closest friends, and you would seemingly be like, well, I'm next. Like, this just happened to everyone. So the, I couldn't even imagine. Which I couldn't is even imagine the terror. Wild to me. She gets far enough away. She gets under some tree cover. And believe it or not, she's able to actually fucking get some sleep. Which I don't know how. Well, she's probably a little lost too at this point. I wouldn't could imagine she's... I mean, I think she kind of has an idea where she is because the next thing she does is she realizes that she's completely out of food. And then she fucking backtracks to the fucking site of like mass chaos. So she, she gets away. She makes it to the tree line. She doesn't, she realizes she's by herself. She 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 can't, no food. She can't, she can't go on. So she sets up a quick camp for the night. 
pretty much. She sets up a camp for the night, but she realizes she's got no food and she has inadequate supplies to get through the rest of this fucking trek on her Dude, own. So she has to go back. What a survival move. What a survival move. You're just like, uh, if I keep going, it's certain death at this point. I don't know where I am. I'm lost. I need supplies. I have to go back to the site where all of my friends spontaneously died. Okay, well, in the account I read, she like she does go back, but she does sleep first. Like she has a full. She does. Night. Yes. She 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 camps out in the woods. Okay. Yeah. So she, she sleeps. Then she realizes, okay, if I'm going to fucking survive this, I need to go back and get some more supplies. Because now we're on we're on the what we're on the fifth now. The third was a storm. They camp in the. Um, August uh, second, third, fourth. This is yeah. The probably third the day was of the a storm. Fifth. They camp out in the woods or out in the f- plains on the hillside. Yeah, on the, the fourth. fourth is fourth is they presumably that's the shit shit hits the fan day. Yeah, so yeah. she grabs her supplies and then we have her basically following power lines down the mountains for four days, hoping she would end up fucking running into somebody. Basically, so yeah, fourth is all the shit happens. She spends the fourth night in the woods by herself. She grabs the stuff on the fifth and she spends four days on her own trekking out of there. And on the fourth day is when she ends up running into the fucking Ukrainian... Uh, the water uh, tourists. Water tourists. Yeah. Oddly enough, too, which would be the most disheartening thing in this whole situation is she stumbles upon a fucking town. Right? Could you imagine the relief you'd have? Like, you're fucking... You're, you're completely survival mode. You thought you were going to die and you run into a town. You're like, holy fuck, like, I'm safe. Everything's good. And she gets down there and it's a complete fuck. Like it's been abandoned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a ghost town. There's nobody there. Yeah. There's no food. There's no supplies. Just empty buildings, basically. Just an empty On the village. way down yeah. the power line, she stumbles across a, a ghost town. Nothing yeah, there. Man. And then you just got to keep on trucking. Ghost trails and ghost, ghost towns, man. We watched that show. Yeah. It's one of the accounts I read. It was like a little, vi- like a tiny little village. So, like, yeah. Not, not- that's the thing for me as well. I'm like, she must have been lost if she, like, she didn't get back to the starting point, right? No. no, no, she just followed the, she basically just followed these power lines down the fucking right. mountain. Yeah. Her her idea was if I head down, I know down is towards something, uh, you know, by Call Lake and, and there's stuff down there. And these power lines eventually will have to lead to a building. That's, like that's, they have to, right? And so I'm just going to follow them. Brings me back to fucking Yuba County that the comment not heading down. Like fucking seems like that's just what you got to do in these situations. You got to head downhill, go boys. Down. He's got to yeah. head. That's why we get to hear this fucking account because she head downhill. So she is picked up. She's discovered by the water tourists <laughs> on August 10th, I believe. Is that, so she's out there for that yeah. long. She, they bring her in to, to the authority. She gives her only statement and that's what we go on. And then it's seemingly, I mean, she's what? She's 17. She's not that much older than us today. Right? So for like back then, so 93, she's like what, 12 years older than us? Yeah. So she's a middle aged lady now. She's probably just been like traumatized her whole life from this. Oh, dude, she, but she did everything short of changing her name, basically. She moved as far away as she fucking could. She like buried the story, wants nothing to do with it, doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to do interviews, nothing. And which can you blame her? No, not, not no. one bit. And so it took about a week um, for authorities to, um, gather, search and rescue. That seems uh, like a- I, they have a different word for it. Uh, it took a week for them to get back on the mountain. There's very account, varying accounts on why. Seems like a long um, time. We'll get into, yeah, we'll get into some of those in the theories. Um, 
Especially considering, like, so you get the story from Valentina, but you've also got fucking how many different family members being like, what the fuck? Like, we need to find our family. Like, yeah. each one of these people have families that you got to imagine are fucking banging on doors being like, listen, like, we need to know what happened to them. We need to get up there. We need to find them now. Yeah. Fucking bizarre. Uh, it, it is weird that it took so long. Um, but nevertheless, Search and Rescues goes up there and, you know, they locate the bodies as Valentina reports. Um, you know, at, by the time they get up there, they said the, the bodies were almost like perfectly mummified, missing um, mummified. eyes and tongue. Yeah, it was a lot of the reports. And I wasn't sure if it was just getting lost, like I, missed in translation. I think that's missing. From what I understand, they were like in, in, in decent stages of decomposition. If these motherfuckers are mummified, this mystery just got a lot more intense. (laughs) You got fucking Mumra coming out and just attacking people. Uh, It it seemed like their eyes were picked out. Like they had been hit by scavengers. They had been out out of- Tongues and eyes, all soft tissue type stuff picked Um, up. Luda is laying on top of- Sasha. Alex, or Sasha, sorry. And- um, you know, they're all in states of undress. Um, shoes are off. Some are just in their underwear. Um, some are, uh, you know, it just in, you know, their long underwear and stuff str- strewn out. Which can kind like, which we can kind of backtrack to, which can, can be explained by, you know, paradoxical hypothermia. If you think these people were suffering from hypothermia, which I do not think they were suffering from hypothermia. Well, the, count uh, the authorities... Which, the, the, the authorities would disagree with you because the search and rescue, when they get brought in, um, they do a quick turnaround on this thing, man. Uh, they get the bodies and they just say, boom, paradoxical hypothermia. Heart attack. Case closed, baby. One, one, la- heart one lady had a heart attack. And, you know, upon further questioning about like, well, what about the mass hysteria? Case closed. That's what they said. Okay, well, right? let's, go, let's go with the, that first theory of hypothermia. So you had spent the night soaked, you know, out in a mountain mm-hmm. pass. It would be cold, but I mean, you're, they, it's not that, it's not that cold. And you, they have, they have probably dry sleeping bags and a waterproof back, like their backpackers would be more or less waterproof. They have a tent. So it seems they were warm enough to get up and make breakfast. And they did successfully start a fire. And like they cooked their breakfast yeah. over a fucking fire. And the other thing that's interesting that authorities pointed to that they said they had hypothermia is they said, well, they had hypothermia uh, because they didn't dress for the conditions. And I'm like, because they had dry, warmer clothes. So like bigger jackets and stuff still dry in their packs. And they're like, yeah, they didn't go to put them on because they were already suffering the effects of hypothermia. No way. And I'm like, or it wasn't that fucking cold out. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. It wasn't that cold out. And if everyone knows like, hey, so if you go, if I go for a hike right now, it's cold. If I step outside and go, ooh, what should I wear? If I put on what I think I should wear when I'm just standing and then I go for a hike, I am going to be wildly overdressed. Absolutely. Wildly. So I think what happened was, is these people were geared up, ready to go, full breakfast, and they had worn a little bit lighter clothes than you would normally because they knew they were just about to start a hike and they're going to heat up really fast. And it obviously wasn't cold enough for them to concern it's themselves the with summer. any colder gear. Middle of summer. Middle of summer. Even though there was a storm, it's probably below average temperature for the time of year. It's not... 
if this is mid January, they're frozen. Boom. Okay, I got, I got you. But it, it, when I was looking at weather and stuff, it, it, it's not uncommon for temperatures to just dip below freezing once in a while. But even that, like you know, we're talking about one below. Like you're you're not fucking dying. If you're, unless you're naked, right? you're not, you know, yeah. and, you're, and you're just laying there. Yeah. No, and these, by all accounts, these are experienced fucking hikers. They've been training for this. They've been preparing for it. They knew exactly right? where they're going. They they had studied the weather. This is 1993. Like yeah. they have adequate equipment. <laughs> <laughs> they're prepared. They can do this. They might have shitty cameras, but I'm sure they have adequate hiking gear. Yeah, definitely. So that's the theory. It seems just like a well, quick cover-up, like a quick cover-up. It seems theory. lazy. Lazy theory. It seems lazy, lazy. because it hypothermia, uh, hypothermia only checks a couple of the boxes, man. What about the foam? What about the fucking bleeding? What about the headbutt and the fucking rock? What about the foamy, right? foaming like, mouth and shit? Do you want to get, do you want to guys want to get into the bleeding? Because this is, I kind of focused yeah. in a little bit. Like I got tunnel vision on the bleeding a little bit because that's something that I've never really Let's do it because the hypothermia, yeah, it, sure. I hate a, a it. Couple, I get rid of a, it. A couple of the boxes, but we're missing a big piece of the puzzle here. I so. hate it. So this really got me thinking because a lot of things we've touched on in the past has to do with, you know, um, weapons, biological weapons that we've talked about possibly like, you know, with, with um, Lyme disease and shit like that. So mm-hmm. potentially maybe they were experimenting with different biological weapons at some point. Maybe they just due to the storm, maybe something brought, you know, either it was used on them, controlled, like, hey, you know what? There's a, there's a group of people out here. They're in the woods. Let's, nobody's going to fucking know that, you know, what happened to them. Let's test it on them. So potentially maybe the KGB or whatever are testing some type of bi- biological weapons on them. And maybe they found a way to weaponize, you know, a, a virus, which, and the only one that kind of came close for me was the Lassa fever, which is basically known as a Lassa uh, hemorrhagic fever. Um, and it's interesting because you think one of these people didn't deal with any of the symptoms, um, Valentina, and many of the people who do get infected with this virus do not develop symptoms. Okay. Um, but when symptoms do occur, fever, weakness, headaches, vomiting, muscle pains, less commonly bleeding from the mouth and eyes, usually coming from the, uh, gastrointestinal tract. Okay, mm. and this is something that can be it, the, the, it comes from the urine and, and feces of an infected uh, mouse, but this kind of stuff like this can be inhaled. So this could be weaponized. You can inhale this virus. See, and that's uh, on your point there. One of the theories, if you look into uh, you, you know, you have to go Google Translate some some Russian articles and uh, Russian web pages based on this event is that many believe because of the fall of the Soviet Union, a lot of their biological and chemical weapons went missing. Well, And one of the things that they said is like, they believe that the search parties and everyone were held back and authorities held back for a week to allow whatever was released to disperse. Wow. Whatever airborne thing was dropped to disperse. And that they, re- they figured that a week would give it enough time to disperse now, so they had a, they would have a target just that specific group because there would have been hundreds of people in this park. Then that's that's yeah. the other thing. This is a popular area. Like this is again uh, outdoor mecca. They, the day before, other people were on that trail. And you have the whole vast wilderness of Siberia to test. Yeah, but what? maybe you want to test it on people. I know, but no, I'm, no, no. But maybe they didn't though. What Andrew said sparked something in me. What if they tested it somewhere else? And the, the and Mongolian, the Mongolian cyclone boys 
strikes pulled again. it in. Oh. Well, and right, like, and the biological fucking weaponry that that's a little bit like I'm I'm get I'm stretching here, but I was just kind of trying to find out what what could cause these symptoms. But you want to know what else can fucking cause these symptoms? A fucking nerve agent. Oh, so like the a frothing s- in the mouth, convulse, convulsing, those strongly match the effects of a fucking um, of a nerve agent. Um, also, it matches the autopsy results. Since contact with a nerve agent can cause respiratory distress, the bruising of the lungs can be a sign of death by uh, nerve gas, which some of them did have. Cardiac arrest also matches, I think it was Luda who died from cardiac arrest. Now, apparently, in 1993, Mm -hmm. the Soviets created a particularly strong fucking nerve gas. What's it? It's called... Novichok Novichok. It, well, they recreated no. it up until 93 that we know of. So they, okay. they've been creating it for a while, but 93 was the last year of production, I guess. That's what they say. And it, supposedly, Novichok agents were reportedly tested in areas near the Kamar Daban region. On what? On just on vegetation or? They don't really know. Um, random groups of hikers, maybe. Uh, perhaps <laughs> random groups of hikers. You, sprink, yeah. you sprinkling on them in the when they're sleeping. So, like those are the two things that I could find that I could like with the symptoms that that Valentina explained. Those are the two things that I could kind of jump to. I know. Well, that it no, it, it makes sense because that Nova the the Novichok gas is like so. What you had the VX gas, right? Deadly nerve agent, and then uh, sarin gas, super deadly as well. And this gas is like 10 and 20 times more deadly, respectively, than both of those super deadly fucking Which would gases. explain the, t- the time frame, like how, how quick fast. these fucking shit went south, right? Now, wasn't that too, like, so even if, so say they were, they tested that there, could that, could that agent, because I don't know anything about these agents, I don't know how they operate, do they aerosolize or whatever from like a liquid form? So what if they were settled somewhere on the mountain, like in the stream what if you scooped it and drank it? Oh, I never thought about that. Potentially. Well, I and I know, like, can't nerve agents, can't they last? Fuck, like, they settle on the ground and last for fucking ever. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't really know enough about, like, the composition of them, but I would, I'd imagine if you had, like, a polluted source and you had... But you, wouldn't you think you would have more reports of this, though? Like, that's my thing is, like, th- again, this is a Well, but maybe that's the cycle that blew that shit in, right? Well, that or... We talked about it a little bit, so there. So they had this polluted source, and it took a week for them to go looking for it. So in that one week, you either let it dis- dilute out of there, or you go up and you scoop up, or you go test to make sure it's not there, so there's no no suspicion. Just hypothetically. Now, how? But then, how does Valentina not suffer the effects? That's. That is the that's she, the she major mystery. She ate the same dinner. She ate the same dinner. Uh, she ate the same breakfast. Yeah, I don't you know, think I'm, it's the, the the one thing that I could think of. Like, if we want to get on food, like possibly like poison from food or contaminated food, like maybe because I know Ludo, she was big into foraging, right? So maybe she did go out and forage. Like I know, like what was it, golden root, whatever you get rhodiola from. Apparently, they were found with tons of that. Um, so she was foraging for that. Maybe they forge something with some type hey, listen, of fucking listen, bacteria or something on it, right? I, I'm not calling anyone, like, if you're getting called the master tracker, 
you're not picking up random mushrooms. Like, listen. Well, I know, but, I, but listen. I, I know nothing. I, I know nothing. And because of that, I don't touch any mushroom what, in the what if it's gra- What if it's growing some type of fucking bacteria or something on it that she doesn't recognize? Again, though, the thing for me with the food and the eating, stuff tied to that, because I've read a lot of things about people thinking that, you know, maybe tied to something to eat, but they all ate the same stuff. Well, Valentina, Zell, what do you got? Well, I'm just saying, so yes, they all ate the same stuff. Except for Valentina, maybe. Except for Valentina, maybe, maybe, or like I, we didn't. I didn't quite finish with the water. Like the water, maybe everyone filled up their canister at this one stream, and she are, still had half, and she's like, oh, "I'll get the next one." Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Maybe. That's but a, yeah, so that's mushrooms, like, so, oh, eat some fucking. Hey, I will say sorry to interrupt, Zell, but oddly enough, man, when we when I pick up what. Well, when our friend of a friend picks up people who overdose on fucking mushrooms, like oh fuck, psychosilbin, psychosilbin. One of the fucking major things that I always hear from people is they looks like people's eyes are bleeding. Like that is a fucking super common experience for people who are massively tripping on fucking mushrooms. You would have to be, I'm saying like a hundred times the regular dose or something crazy. Well, that's dude, but people don't call a fucking ambulance when they're having a good fucking trip. Usually when they've had a little bit too much and they're going fucking nuts. And when that happens, that's I've heard that I don't know how many different fucking times. Your eyes bleed from mushrooms. I've, eyes bleed. I've, Seriously, I, I'm telling you, I, not, I'm going to Google not, it because I've heard that I don't, I don't know how many different times. Not not that their eyes are actually bleeding, but they Look, perceive other people's eyes as bleeding. Yes, like that's, well, like, I've, yeah. I've heard like, that I don't know how many ble- times. Like bleeding, when I, to me, would be like leaking or like do they turn all red? I mean, I, somebody like even I've been in the back and they've been like, your eyes are bleeding. And I'm like, no, you're high as fuck. Right oh, now. like the person high on mushrooms. Yeah, the person is perceiving uh, it. Oh, yeah, no, they're tripping balls. And that's when it like, and I've heard that several oh, times. I thought you meant like on an extreme overdose of mushrooms, people's eyes bleed. No, <laughs> and I was like, I've what? Never, I've never fucking heard I've that. I've never seen anyone bleeding from the eyes other than someone that's had like trauma. To oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're soup, if you're hallucinating that profoundly, like people could look like they have fucking horns in their head, their eyes bleed. Like you, like any. But what I'm saying is, shit. is I've I've heard that multiple times. Right. So you, right, yeah. like it's not just a one-off thing. Like I know people have common themes to their trips. Like people will see the same things. That's something that I've heard from like different people, completely unrelated, other than the fact that they've they're on a bad trip. From mushrooms. So perhaps one of the theories is yeah, again, Luda. their eyes don't bleed. If you do too many mushrooms, your eyes your don't eyes. bleed. I'm not, that's not what I'm You're saying. You're so I'm high. Sorry if yeah, I people are confused in the oh, chat. Okay. Your eyes don't bleed. But because you're so high, you are thinking, thinking that everyone you're bleeding. looking at, eyes are bleeding. It's not your that, eyes. Yeah. But that doesn't account for, you know, the evidence of her friend headbutting a rock, which they found. Well, make, so like, the theory is then Luda, perhaps when like she's gathering mushrooms, she got a little lazy. Because there's a lot of mushrooms that look almost identical and one kills you and one gives you a good time. Right. So yeah. like yeah. if you don't really if you're not like if you don't inspect, go inspect the gills underneath and you know exactly what you're looking for. What I don't understand though is is if they did have like I was confused because you the, the fucking one chick the I forget her name, the one woman, uh Tatiana, who bashed her fucking head in the rock, her cause of death would be blunt force trauma and not fucking hypothermia. And that was well, never that was never reported in the autopsy. Yeah, but I, you know, maybe let's let's just say maybe she didn't headbutt herself to death. She headbutted herself unconscious and then died from exposure. I don't know that. I yeah, I, yeah. I mean right? that one. I, that one, we're like bashing the head because that's the only one who did it. Everyone else had the same like the symptoms of like the their eyes were bleeding, the vomiting. Well, the she foam. got bit. The one guy bit her. Yeah. 
a little a nip on the hand is not the same as bashing no, your head he into. Not, but it's not, I'm saying it's not the same as bashing your head into the rock. Yeah. But it's a violent outburst. Violent outburst against right? It's someone. like a random yeah. violent right. outburst. So perhaps a mushroom, perhaps some tainted water, perhaps what else? You know, well, one thing we talked about, what about, uh, you know, some sort of low-frequency sound? Infrasound. Dude, infrasound can kill. Well, we talked right? about this in Diet Self Pass, right? That's the first time I learned about infrasound. Right. Um, some of these, and and this one kind of lines up. So, like, basically, if you're getting high winds off the mountain, there's a chance that, you know, it's producing some sort of infrasound. And infrasound can, you know, <laughs> make you confused. You know, not thinking straight. Yep. And if this cyclone's approaching with heavy winds, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes you think that okay. Well, then some of those weird things that she was doing, like when uh, Luda was just like, let's just camp out in the middle of fucking, no like right in the middle of an exposed area. It's maybe because she wasn't thinking straight, right? Maybe this she was starting to get the effects of this infrasound of the wind humming off the off the hillside. Well, and then, let's just be clear for people who don't know, infrasound is sound below human audibility. So you cannot hear it. It is below your audible sense. But in high enough pressures, like high enough like volume, even though you can't hear it, like something that generates a lot of frequency, like you're getting like nervous system damage, disorientation, probably make you shit yourself, like it had, you know, vomiting, like, and maybe, yeah, maybe to the point of like sending you manic, like you're going to fucking bash your head into the wall or something. Well, it's weird because like the it's the infrasound. It, it's the seven hertz, right? And from what I understand, it's the same uh, frequency that your your organs, your organs are emitting that exact same sound frequency. And that's what drives you fucking insane. Well, I mean... And it can, enough to like cause your fucking organs to burst, apparently. Yeah, so rupture. yeah, so I guess you would have to, to like find out like your org... Yeah, like everything has a resonant frequency. Like if you find it and you haven't apply enough energy, you can like shatter a glass or in this case your bowels. But like, yeah, anything under, like humans don't really hear under like 40 hertz. So like depending on the, whatever this sound is, whatever this energy is, it could contain seven hertz, eight hertz, nine, 10, 11, 12, like a whole like, like spectrum of hertz. And each one of those frequencies maybe, you know, could affect the human body. So what, what could cause it? We've talked about like a wind, right? Like a wind... Through what rocks. about Mongolian cyclones? Mongolian cyclone. If anything can cause infrasound to kill, I'd say Mongolian, Mongolian cyclone. cyclone. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there, there's got to be a boxer called the Mongolian cyclone. If not, I want to come on. Do we get have, on it? If you're, if you have any, if you found you got some Mongolian in you and you're 23 and me, time to start boxing. If you're one of the three percent of people on Earth who have Genghis Kong DNA, you can use the Mongolian <laughs> yeah. Mongolian <laughs> cyclone as your alias. But so infrasound, that's a, that's a cool one. Now, I mean, we, we can even get into the realm of, of, uh, of paranormal. Like, could this be some sort of Baba Yaga. spirit Baba yeah, Yaga. Or, or, or something that's roaming these hills, right? That um, these, these people unknowingly disturbed. By foraging too much. I understand. Like, if you take too much from the land, you can get cursed. Explain right? this curse? And, uh, be, well, that's like the the golden root, the rhodiola. If you take too much of it, the 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 indigenous tribes of this area are said that you will get cursed. 
cursed with and with death fucking, with <laughs> well, Mongolian <laughs> cyclones, man. How do you think? How else do you think uh, you would bring that on? And maybe Valentina was the one that didn't take any. Oh, they spared her. They spared her. Yeah, to it, tell the it tale. is because it, it. I mean, when you listen to this account, it does give you a feel of like demonic presence. It does. Like when you hear it, you're like one of the first things I thought. I was like. Has anyone called the Winchesters? Yeah, <laughs> Sam <laughs> Dean, you there? <laughs> yeah, somebody like, needs to exercise have, have these demons. Someone call them back for season twenty-two, uh, right? Because you, you, when you look at this, like the thing, it's like it's it the sudden onset, you know, kind of the violent latching out, and it's and like honestly, by all accounts, a violent death, like a violent, not good, and awful, not good death, awful. I feel terrible for these people, but it it's it does seem, you know. Part of me was wondering if it was some sort of curse of the land or something that these people unknowingly or unwittingly un unleashed on themselves. Yeah, they right? would have, like, like you said, this is a very popular area. So they would have had to do something. They would have had to like desecrate the land or something. They had to like elicit, like do something to elicit this, I would imagine. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, right? Because, and it's just, again, I start to look at the similarities of this one of, this and Dyatlov pass, and I'm like, man, like, you know, you have these people seemingly just go wild, and it's, this is it's crazy thing though. It's like with the Dyatlov pass, you do have those evidence of like blunt force trauma, so you can like, you know, maybe it was an avalanche, something like that. Like here, you don't have anything. You have like bizarre. One of the really weird things in the autopsy is the lack of protein in their blood. Yeah, yeah, what the yeah. Fuck they is did. That? They did say that too. They're like a lack of protein would. Led to the deterioration. I was like, but they're only gone for like a few days. Like, how well, much protein could you be lacking at this point? And they ate they well. Good. They ate well. Yeah. Like that, which is super bizarre. Like that, that was really weird. Above my pay grade as to speculate what could have caused that. Maybe that could be effective, some type of chemical weapon, weaponry. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, like or something. something. It just attacks the body, like destroys the protein count or whatever. Uh, absolutely. Right. Like that's, but again, that's. Yeah, those gases you know, are I, so toxic. Like, what, like, do they even know exactly how many like different bodily systems it affects? Like no, and the the other thing that you know I wanted to touch on in this one is because we touched on the of Pass is that you know Dias of Pass was kind of similar where they kind of left themselves out in the open, and we kind of theorized on that one is that perhaps because they wanted to see something coming, if there was something coming, and the parallels of this is that they you know stayed out in the open. But the difference is, is that we have a survivor. Um, so there is some talk online about, you know, uh, potential Sasquatch or something uh, coming, but really? it doesn't make sense at all. Oh. Uh, it doesn't make sense that even like a, a, a spirit or a curse. And so they wanted to be able to see something coming because Valentina would say that. So what about uh, any kind of body snatcher? And it's no longer yeah, Valentina. Yeah, anything like, oh, but I'm fuck. like, if that was the reason they, if that was the reason why they, um, uh, they they stayed out in the open. Like it 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 doesn't make well, sense to me. So I wanted to rule that. When out. When I first read the first like little summary of the case, I was like, "El nasty, hundred percent." Yeah. It's stalking them. They don't want to go in the woods because that's where he is. They got to stay on this mountain slope. Uh, next thing you know, he's chasing them. He's bashing their head off rocks, and this one girl gets away. That's initially what I thought, but yes, it, it just after reading into it, it doesn't well, seem like it, a it cryptid but a, case. It, like like a body snatcher would give you this fabricated story that Valentina well, gave you, right? If you go that like, way, that, that makes sense, It's right? not her anymore. And she, exactly. That's why you're getting this 
this weird story where it makes sense why they're hiding out in the open right like just make it seem so re- ooh that gave me chills yeah dude and like, then no, ooh, that's not valentina anymore she, she gives a brief description of the details never to speak of it again well and she's quiet she's kind of detached right like she's just because she's not a person anymore i mean in the la- that's an interesting one so set, like that's some sort of like potential ufo abduction right where yeah. like these people were taken put down and one was replaced right we it, we've heard stories of that kind of thing you know if we hear stories all the time, are we going alien? Like are we going centers. alien theory? Well, maybe, right? Maybe a straight replacement, right? So this, I like, I just came up with that body snatcher thing on the fly, but this is something I actually thought about a little bit earlier, right? So we have the similarities between Diasoft Pass, Yuba County, and this eerily simil- uh, familiar, right? And we, I kind of already touched on military experiments, but what happens if this was maybe this was a military exper- uh, uh, experiment, but not necessarily a terrestrial? military experiment. Oh. So what I'm thinking is like, what happens if they're coming to Earth to study how humans react in certain situations? And they're coming, like you came in 1993. You've chosen this area. It's not necessarily a war zone at this point in time, right? You you don't, like the, the, the chances of you catching, you know, like let's say you're coming down to to experience trauma and how people uh, deal with stress and what how they react in these traumatic events. And the the chances of you coming upon one is probably going to be very slim. Mm. So, what happens if, if they are elicit- what if they're eliciting this these responses? What if they're causing them with directed fucking weapons, whether it's an infrasound or something like that, infrasound or some type of fucking can- cannon, right? So, what happens if that's the whole purpose? They come down here, and that's what they want to see. We want to see how these people are going to react in this situation, so they elicit this fucking response and sit back and watch and see what happens. And now. I, I was confused because I was like, why would they leave one person to get away? Well, maybe they body snatched somebody on the way out. Mm. Or maybe this, they let her... Terrifying thought. <laughs> well, maybe, honestly, maybe it's less suspicious if you let one get away. And maybe this is, maybe she, maybe she doesn't talk anymore because she's getting frequent fucking encounters now. They're checking in on I, her. I, I'd be curious. I'd be curious that if she's an experiencer now, because that would be, that would be wild. But again, she's a, She's a very private person now, and rightly so. Like, I would never talk to a soul. Wanna, probably, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to relive this. Um, that's a really interesting one. Um, the UFO angle of whether or not they're the the snatching and replacing someone entirely because they could make up whatever story they wanted to. Right at that Absolutely. point, right because they're. It's just it's weird to me. The weird things are is that the authorities. And the autopsy seeming to be done just so quick. Um, Almost the, like something's being covered up. And the long time for the search to start. Well, it's like yeah, something's long being covered up, boys. Start. Maybe yeah, they saw something they weren't supposed to see. And maybe Valentina's a fucking a sleeper cell. Or maybe she was fucking paid off. Yeah. Sleeper you know what I cell? Kind of oh, she, it was her idea to send that. Was, yeah. or was her, she's organized. She made all the contacts. She sent yeah. everyone over there. We got no, we got well, no background some, stories on her. We, we who knows I, you're going camp, you're going camping with Black fucking Widow here, boys. You don't know. Well, and that's the, one of the things that I kind of questioned was like, I was like, is there? Because as I was reading the story and looking up, I'm I'm trying to open my mind to every possibility, every possible outcome of of what happened here. One of the things that I thought about was, you know, because you want to rule stuff out, right? You want to kind of rule stuff out, suss, suss stuff out. One of the things I thought was, is it possible that Valentina did something to these people? And then has just 
left her st- like this is my story. But yeah, like you you know, like Andrew said, like could have been a sleeper cell, and she gave them some sort of nerve agent. Um, the only thing with that is, is the the one barrier that I couldn't jump over was that these were you know by all accounts, good friends. Everyone was good friends in this group, but it does seem like this group was solely put together for this certain hike. hiking. Yep. Right? So it's like, how good of friends were well, they? Well, there's a big age group, right? 15 to what are we, 24? That's like, yeah. when, when you're like a... Then you got 40-year-old Luda. When you're, when you're 14, back. like people, kids change so fast. So a 14-year-old to 24-year-old is like, there's no, nothing in common. Like you're not, it's not part of your friend friend group unless you're like no, you don't need, you didn't even watch the same cartoons growing no, up. No, you have no idea what's going on. Zero talk about here. After two or three years, like kids, like that was a whole different generation. Like they don't You were watching Ninja Turtles and they were watching fucking Caillou. Exactly. Are you talk to Boom, just like that. Nothing. Nothing. Got nothing for you. Yeah, so I agree. It was put put together for a purpose. It wasn't there they would have become a like a friend group, like a family group on this trip, because you have to be if you're only all trying to survive together and go hiking, but she infiltrated the group. Oh, I for, I forgot I had this one too here. Hold on one second. I had this picture. Give me one second here. They do, you know, like they do have video of the bodies, hey? Yes, you you can. I mean, we're not going to show it here, but you can you can find. You have to do some digging, but there you can find the search and rescue videos. Yeah. Um. So I had this. I forgot to put up. Um. So where that where they died. You know, and unfortunately for Valentina, she was hiking in the wrong direction, <laughs> right? Uh, there is more stuff uh, further south I've looked, but um, so this, the point, the start point in Marina um, to the peak, that is an classified on Russian hiking s- sites as an expert level hike. At the, it is 29 miles of hard terrain. Okay. Um. So they die, they die just shortly after, and the, the other por- portions here kind of vary because it's you know it's one of those trails where it's like these other trails in the dotted lines kind of loop in with other trails. You know what I mean? Like all there's like four it's, or five it's trails. Huge networks, use, yeah, yeah, huge networks. So, but the the their start point and where they died was an expert level trail. Um, and yeah, she was she was just hiking down. She would have eventually got somewhere, but she was going in the wrong direction. Oh, we're, yeah, we're still on hi- we're still on hiking though. They're not they haven't got to like they're not using ropes and stuff. They're not like climbing no, no, yet. No, no, it's no. still hikeable, yeah. but yeah, you got you got to be in shape. You got to know what you're doing in the backcountry there. So, what other theories? I mean, we threw a couple wild ones out there, but so pretty much the main story: hypothermia. The, the, the official the official story is utter garbage. It, fucking it, it leaves way too many uh, open ends. Yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, uh, the content the the mushrooms. They took some very powerful mushrooms that they all loosened nah. on. Maybe she didn't take one and she was embarrassed to say it. Or I, I don't know. That, I mean, there's a chance, chance small chance, well, yeah, not as believable. You know what? The why? Why wouldn't you though? Why wouldn't you be like, we did all these drugs and I didn't do them, and they fucking. They got fucked up. Maybe and, they you know, didn't like, know. They, maybe yeah. somebody, not maybe one of the other people, the less experienced forgers forged them. Yeah, so I mean, it could have been right? carelessness. Like she didn't check. Yeah. She got someone to go, you know, gather. She didn't check well enough and they all ate it. She didn't eat it or whatever. I, or she yeah. did eat it, but she got a good one. Like that wasn't fucked up. 
like just literally. I know. It sounds like if she was tripping, she saw some fucked up well, shit. Well, and also, but yeah, also yeah. like people like th- th- there's like random people who are just like for some reason it's like probably just don't react to that chemical. Like they're like the freak, the freak person. They're like, no, everyone else is going to die from that, but it doesn't affect you. Yeah, that's there's low chance, but yeah, in the realm of possibility, she just wasn't affected by, or she just took a much smaller dose or whatever. We, the thing is, is like we don't get a real account that they were foraging and eating the food they were foraging, though. Like, well, we, we do don't. know that they foraged rhodiola, though the golden yes. root or whatever. I probably yes, but fucking that up for the most. Again, it seems like they brought the, most of their food. Yes. yes. Yeah. The issue is, is again, we only have one account. So, and this is immediately after she's obviously in, you know, severe trauma. Um, maybe she missed out some details. Maybe she forgot, but that's what we're going off well, of is that first. Did like the other thing too, like the full details of the story, like this happened in 1993. The full details in the story didn't come out till when? Like late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Something, something like that. that yeah. 2001. So. Yeah. Like I think that's pretty important to mention too. And in even today, like to looking through material, there's there's not a lot. This wasn't a widely reported incident. Um, I mean, it's Russia. A lot of people. A lot of people say know, that. Not gonna know. Well, and it's a tour, and it's a tourist area. So they, the last thing they want to do is be like, "Hey, come hike <laughs> our trails." Where those six people mysteriously bled from their eyes. Yeah, yeah it, right? it, like, it's not like like what the fuck is Dietslav Pass mean again? It's like, don't come here, you'll die. Basically, in Russia, yeah, basically, like, death right? mountain. this is not yeah, Death Mountain. It's not the same here. Like this is actually they welcome yeah. people to come here. This is hike. like the yeah. This so is this is Banff of of Russia. And it's like yeah, and come it, visit again, the park. I, I this is this is like the fall of the Soviet Union. So I still don't think it's like. It's like free and open press. I think that was pr- like most likely this was really close to the collapse. reporting of that. Yeah, was hush hush swept under the rug because they, like they're this area's money maker is tourism. So the last thing they want is to have people thinking that you're going to just spontaneously die uh, while hiking their trails. Um, because like yeah, if if this is happening to advanced level hikers and master trackers, you know like what what would the three of us stand like? We we'd be dead stepping out of the car. Yeah, but I, I'm not leaving, boys. I'm not even going. <laughs> Never get like, them Listen, there. if you learn anything from this podcast, a don't go hiking. B don't ever go to fucking Russia, and C don't go hiking in Russia. Those are the three. Those are the three rules. Yeah, it's Don't gonna be a long it. time till you go to Russia right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not getting there anytime soon. <laughs> no. um, Might now, not get out. Like, this this mystery is still alive and well, right? It's it's hard to find information. Um, a lot of the majority of the information out there is on Russian sites that you have to translate. Um, some people have put in the work, but again, you know how much is getting lost in translation and stuff. We don't know, but it the mystery is alive and well. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. Look up this case. It is truly fascinating. It is as good as Dyatlov Pass for me. Like reading it, and it's interesting. There's some really good documentaries on it. Uh, Short ones, long ones. Um, Give it a check. Shoot us a message on our socials. Let us know what you think um, when this case file comes out, because we want to know your theories. Because uh, as we have these conversations, you know, it kind of unlocks more ideas from people. So you know, maybe uh, one of you holds the key to crack in this case, uh, and you know. Unifying yeah. the theory. Tension all you internet sleuths. Internet sleuths. <laughs> Fucking solve it, boys. <laughs> solve it, solve baby. It. Awesome. Who do we got this week for our theorite of the week? This week's theorite of the week is Aaron McLusick. Does that sound right? Am I butchering it? McLusick. I might McLucic. be butchering. McLuke? I might be Nick? butchering this guy's last name. But he definitely did not butcher his fucking tattoo, which he did on himself. 
of so a fucking alien flipping pancakes on a barbecue. He, wearing, yeah. He's wearing an apron with the ATT logo on it. It's fucking I the Ital- Italian entity. It. Flipping pancakes, saltless pancakes, I'm sure. Dude, phenomenal. It's a me. It's a me. Oh, dude, so good. good. Theory of the week. We don't recommend you tattooing yourself, but if you do, that guy, he nailed it. Hey, you do you. To each his own. own. We loved it. Yeah, it was great. Next time, if you want to get theory of the week, do it on your face. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, do some Post Malone type shit on your face. Big, big ATT logo over your eye or something. Like a teardrop underneath the (laughs) ATT logo. Yeah. Yeah, instead of teardrops for people you've killed, it says as many times as you've been probed by aliens. (laughs) As many times as you shit your pants. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, should I play that now? Yeah, play it now. We got a little, they infiltrated again. Well, the the funny thing about this one is they didn't really infiltrate. Um, You know, our boy, Boymeister, Burmeister sent us an email. He's like, yo, this is from the ATI. Play it on the show. Normally, we get it from a secure channel or uh, some sort of airdrop into our files. But this time, it was straight from Burmeister. Uh, He told me, uh, I asked, I was like, should I I pre-watch this? Is it going to get us canceled? He said, no, uh, you can watch it um, just live on the on the show. So I said, okay. And he said, this is a message from uh, the alien th- or the alien theorist Illuminati. So he's a I, direct line to the ATI is what you're telling me? Seems like it. Well, he seemingly outed himself, I'm guessing. Like he's obviously in communication with them. So Sloppy. let's just watch this thing. We'll watch it. If you're watching, can you guys if see you're it? Watching, or listen to the podcast version. We'll post this video on socials so you can have a look. I can't hear anything, but I can see it. Wait a second. Did that was that working? Video's it's, working, no audio. I can't hear it. Hold on. But hold you on. had it working fucking, before. Fucking Bush League here, boys. Well, it's because my computer fucking crashed. Oh, your computer died. Oh, this. The following right. announcement has there been it is. made for by Alien Theorist Illuminati. And this Kevin right. Ash. This goes out to Zell, Brandon, Dan, Andrew, <laughs> Byron. Brandon. Uh, I guess the entire conspiracy. Guys, maybe one day you'll make this podcast good and put badass Billy Gunn on there because I make things better. And yeah, Mr. Conspiracy, suck this. WWE (laughs) Hall of Famer and cannabis connoisseur, the Godfather. My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, but you already know that. Hi, Brayden, Sal, Dan, and Andrew. Hey guys, I'd like to send a <laughs> shout Skull out Lion. to Zell, Braden, Dan, and the Skull Lion himself. Oh, yeah. Sox 8-1-9. Are they out on themselves? Are they trying to out themselves? Is they uh, is the ATI unveiling who they are? No. Oh, oh no. You saw that shit. coming. Oh, I'm coming for nah. you. He's been beaking me this whole time. Uh-oh. That's a dope logo, though. Oh, Silver, Silver Lotus. Lotus. <laughs> that is a cool logo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, sodomize. Oh, look at that. Look at that. They're all outing themselves here. <laughs> Canadian legend herself. Oriana too. Oriana. Oh, shit. I didn't see that coming. Nope. Thunder Buddy. Thunder Buddy. Thunder Buddy. 
Mrs. Zeitgeist. 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 Fast guy in the league. Mr. Zeitgeist. Mr. Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Anderson. Agent Anderson. Nice. Who is this? What's your guess? Oh, who's yeah. this oh, that's I thought this was out. Caveman. Maybe. Was his tongue sticking out? I don't know. I couldn't tell. Ah, uh, Gregory. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Ace of Hearts. Ace of Hearts. Kimmy. Bandito, Bandito Frito. Frito. The, the leader. Fearless leader. Bandito Frito, the fearless leader of the ATI. Burmester? I think he spelled his name wrong on there. Burmester. <laughs> oh, they play a little Zeltron on the outro here. Oh, nice. So they outed themselves. Is that what just happened? They That's it. Themselves. Oh, wait. So does that mean they're disbanded? I couldn't see ATT them just outing insider? themselves. That seems too easy. I don't know. Maybe somebody's blaming it on them. Cool. Sweet. Well, that's cool. That was cool. Well, that was a fun. I mean, <laughs> they, so that's it. You know, that, they caused us a lot of headache. They did. They got. Oh, what? <laughs> Is this, that's, uh, oh, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> wow! Oh! oh my god! What the fuck? Blow my eardrums! Oh my god! What the fuck? Yeah, this isn't even. What are you guys is up to, man? Is it safe to weird. put my ear headphones back in? No, it's loud as shit. Jesus. What the fuck? Is this... What language is this? How am I supposed to sleep after this? Marshnish, marshnish. He's speaking Russian? Put my There's a Russian mes message here? Can you, can you stop feel. this? What? Feels how long is really this going on for? It's awful. Jesus. Well, uh, so we go from like fun, happy video to what the fuck was that? What the fuck yeah, was you, that? You guys are lucky I live in Canada or else I'd be sending... Uh, Sending my my medical bill to you for my burst eardrums there. Oh shit! What the fuck was that? That sounded like a backwards feet. message, if I've ever heard one. Especially, you could tell on the laugh at the end. Someone as a reverse laugh. That's what gave it away for me. Well, someone, someone, was, I, someone, clip that and reverse it. What does it say? I don't ever want to hear that again. Uh, terrifying. Yeah. Let's so, go back to cameos, please. So they're trying to yeah. think. Yeah. They out themselves and then... I was like, that was fun. That was yeah. nice. You guys caused us some headache. It's like, ah, actual headache. They, they yeah. out themselves. They say who they are. Like, oh, we're giving up. And then they play another message. So was that... Re what? what? I don't know. And that? then all of a sudden, they either. fucking turned us out like these seven hikers and made us bleed from the ears with that shit. Yeah, yeah that's that's fucking loud, that dude. Uh, basically, yeah. that was a Mongol Mongolian Are cyclone, you talking right basically. now? I can't hear. Yeah. My yeah. ears are what? ringing. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> uh, yeah, Burmese just wanted us to sound like Austin. What? 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 Uh, all right, let's. Uh, well, where do you go from there? All right, yeah, well, it's been a while since right. we uh, thanked those beautiful people who decide to fork over a couple bu beautiful people, couple dollars beautiful a month, people. support their favorite show. You know what you get. Lifeblood of the show, man. Boom. 
For every one person who supports for a month is equal to a thousand free freeloaders out there. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate all we you. Appreciate but all maybe of you. some a little more than others. Yes, I, I, it's, it's good to inform people that it takes a thousand listeners to generate the ad dollars of one beautiful supporter. That is true. This week's newest supporters actually last few weeks because we've been gone. We got Eric Wortley. Cole Berry's back with another year pledge. Oh, Cole Berry. Yeah. Fucking beauty. God, I love that guy. Dan Harris. Yeah, what a beauty. Never met him. What? Oh. Really? I've never met him. BRP is back. Black Ron Pond is back. Oh, on shit. Supporting the show. Welcome back, Scott brother. LePage goes up a tier. Chase Lovelace is back. I am the one who knocks is back. I start recognizing these these names. They come for a few months. They leave for a few months. They come back again. Fuck yeah. Micah Larson. Oh, he plays for the Cowboys. Micah Larson does? Micah Parson. Oh. (laughs) Braxton (laughs) Kidd. Faction, 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 faction. Check out his merch. Trent DiGioia. DiGioia? I fucked that one last time, too. Nassine O'Brien. Stokey J. Drummer from Fat Lip. Drummer from Fat Lip? Is that your band name, Fat Lip? Or the song Fat is it, Lip? Is, is it a Sum 41 fucking tribute band? I hope so. That'd be awesome. Josh Renaud. 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 Diane Rhodes. Chrissy Bear. Tyler. John Gomez. Eric. Lashchuk. And Brett. Yost, thank you very much for supporting the show. We appreciate it. And as we always say on this show, don't go hiking and stay out of the fucking woods. (laughs) Especially in Russia. See you in after hours.